0: If all goes as planned, NASA's most powerful rocket yet will roar to life on Monday morning as part of the Artemis I mission to the moon. That's right. One small step. We're going back to the moon. Uh, this, of course, is just the first step. The attached Orion capsule will be unmanned. The passengers instead will be three mannequins. Still, it will be the first time something like this has been done since Apollo 17, 40 years ago. And if this test goes well, it will be followed up by Artemis II in two or three years' time. That time, Orion will be crewed, including by a Canadian astronaut. The goal of the Artemis program is to send humans, of course, back to the moon and ultimately to Mars. This is sort of the first stage. Artemis program deputy manager Chris Cienzola says it's time for the big test. We're excited about it.
1: At the end of the day, um, we went through all the, uh, the polling. The team is ready. The Rocket is ready, and we're here to support.
0: Monday morning. Is meant to be blast off if all goes well. There's about a 70% chance of that happening, apparently. The weather's looking pretty good. Now, the rocket will circle the moon for a few weeks before returning to Earth. Lots of testing going on to make sure it's fit for uh, human consumption, so to speak, or human use. Uh, Artemis, by the way, is an international effort, and Canada is playing a big role in all this. That's why one of our astronauts will be part of that first crewed uh, mission in a few years, Artemis 2. Well, joining me now is Dr. Aaron Boley. He's an associate professor in the Department of Physics and Astronomy at UBC and the Canada Research Chair in Planetary Astronomy as well. Thanks for your time tonight.
1: Well, thank you for having me.
0: Well, this is exciting stuff. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, I know we've been talking about it for a while, but it's kind right. of snuck up, this Artemis 1 launch on Monday. Uh, it strikes me as being a big deal, and this is a big rocket.
1: This is a very large rocket. Uh, and uh, it's really uh, ushering in a, a very new era in space exploration. Uh, I know that's a, a term that gets thrown around, a lot or a phrase that gets thrown around. But what we're talking about with the Artemis program and what Canada is going to be playing a part in is a not just a return to the moon, but uh, a uh, setting up infrastructure and an entire system for long-term habitation of the moon. And so this includes things like uh, a system for having uh, a lunar space station uh, for transporting astronauts to that space station. It won't be permanently crewed, uh, but there'll be long duration uh, flights and crews uh, on the station. And then transfer of the crew members to the moon, as well as transfers of of robotic equipment uh, as part of this, uh, there's uh, a really uh, important international discussion on things like mining the moon for what we call right. Institute Resource Utilization, because the project that is happening now, uh, and we're taking the first steps toward you know, as humanity, is is a type of space exploration where we cannot be dependent on resources from Earth. And so how we go about that, that's a uh, a huge open question, both from the science, engineering, and political components. Uh, but this is what is uh, now on the table and what we're actually going to be exploring
0: here over the next few years. Uh, Dr. Bully, unfortunately, it sounds like uh, we've called each other from the dark side of the moon here. The connection's a bit bad. I'm just going to let Talia, the connected technical producer, call you right back. And I'll talk for a bit, and we'll bring you right back in a second, if that's okay. We're speaking with Dr. Aaron Boley. He's an associate professor in the Department of Physics and Astronomy at UBC. We're talking about the launch on Monday morning of Artemis 1. Now, keep in mind, uh, there hasn't really been a lunar capsule since 1974, since the early 70s. And that was Apollo 17, 1972, rather, 40 years ago now. Um, so, lots of expectations on Monday. So, what's going to happen on Monday is they will launch this capsule with, with mannequins in it uh, to test it. It's going to uh, orbit the moon for a couple of weeks and then come back. It's going to re-enter the atmosphere. So there'll be lots of testing going on uh, to see whether it's up to snuff, obviously. Um, the rocket they're using is just massive, the Artemis 1. Um, and then if all goes well, in a few years' time, they're going to send a manned crew or a crewed capsule backup, including a Canadian astronaut. And that's all part and parcel of the kind of work that we've done with this mission, uh, which includes a new Canada arm, number three, which we'll talk about um, as well as working as well on a uh, small lunar rover, program that we're helping out with as well. So Canada is intimately involved or heavily involved in this, uh, especially with our Canada Arm technology. It's great. We're still uh, able to do that. And when we get uh, when we get uh, Dr. Bowley back, we'll continue to talk about uh, exactly what's happening with this project because it is exciting times uh, coming up on Monday morning. Um, as he was mentioning, one of the big things here is sort of new frontiers. Uh, as he mentioned, we talk about that a lot when it comes to space exploration, but, you know, this is an opportunity for both mine, uh, Canada's going to be doing some uh, experiments on grow, on growing things, food uh, in space, as well as telemedicine. I know that uh, that sounds like something that happens uh, on Earth, but also something they're looking at in space as well as to do telemedicine. Dr. Boley, welcome back. Thanks. Uh, thanks for hanging out there.
1: Yeah, no worries. And I'm sorry Much that better. we did have that bad connection. I mean, and not this, at all. You
0: know, how ironic. How I, come... <laughs> I know. Well, this,
1: this you know, The Artemis One mission is a capabilities demonstration mission, ultimately. Uh, There will be, uh, you know, some really cool science that's going to be happening, um, uh, but it's going to be largely this tech demonstration. And, you know, there are many complexities that we're going to have to contend with when going to the moon. And I just caught some of the last bit that you were talking about. Uh, And, you know, astronaut health is going to be incredibly important, and eventually, You know, people who are uh, on the moon, including scientists for very extended periods of time, uh, we will need these uh, capabilities for uh, very remote health. And that has implications, of course, for how we can do that on Earth.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a completely different kettle of fish in some ways to those original moon missions, isn't it? Because back in the day, it was the space race and just getting there and, you know, one small step and so on. This is an entirely different concept, I I gather.
1: This is not about just going there and leaving. This really is about setting up the infrastructure so that humanity can have a very long-term presence uh, beyond Earth.
0: And the moon, I guess, is just the, the, just the first step, right?
1: That's right. That's uh, it's the moon in many ways is a proving ground for this, uh, and there there's um, you know, much to be said for going to the moon in and of itself. Uh, but it's also where we're going to first humanity is going to first you know try to extract resources from another body and use those in order to do things like process fuel to have uh, life support systems and uh, radiation shielding there are many different uses of for water ice uh, that can be extracted from the uh, permanently shadowed regions on the lunar poles and that's going to be one of the uh, major focuses of uh, the the Artemis program going forward uh, but then there's also looking at different uses of the lunar regolith for building structures uh, and all of this comes to you know figuring out how we can, uh, humanity can have a space exploration that is self-sustaining beyond Earth because when we're talking about uh, having uh, astronauts uh, exploring the solar system conducting science uh, people eventually just living off earth for very extended time periods uh, that Those missions cannot be reliant on resources from Earth to be successful.
0: very different, of course, from the International Space Station and so on. I'm speaking with Dr. Aaron Boley. He's an associate professor in the Department of Physics and Astronomy at the University of British Columbia. We're talking about the launch of Artemis I. Uh, it's scheduled for Monday morning, first thing early Pacific time, by the way. I think it's uh, 8.15 or 8.45 a.m. Uh, Eastern. So you'll have to get up early to watch uh, if all goes well. And this is just right. the first step in a return to the moon. When we come back, we'll talk about Canada's contribution because it is an impressive one. That's next. We're talking about going to the moon this half hour. Isn't that exciting? Artemis 1 launches apparently on Monday morning. That's the plan, at least, from uh, NASA. Uh, it is the first step in a return to the moon, and it's been a very many long time. You'll remember back, of course, what an important part those moon landings have in, uh, in our collective memory of space, even though I was too young. I wasn't around for those initial moon landings. Uh, Aaron Boley is our guest this half hour. He's an associate professor in the Department of Physics and Astronomy at UBC. Uh, Canada has had made quite the contribution here. I gather the Canada Arm 3 is uh, a real, step not a step up, but a real evolution of the first two.
1: It is. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And this is uh, going to be an incredibly important component of what's called Lunar Gateway. Now, Lunar Gateway is going to be a critical piece of this infrastructure that we've been talking about for the Artemis program. And again, the Artemis program, you should, it should really be thought of a whole system for um, uh, being able to transport humans from Earth and equipment from Earth to the Moon and then back. And so the, a Lunar Gateway is going to be a space station that's in a very elliptical orbit about the Moon. And what I mean by that is it's going to get really close to the Moon on one side of its orbit, and it's going to be really far away from the Moon on another side of its orbit. And the reason for doing that is it's going to be able to facilitate landing operations when it gets really close And then it will facilitate docking um, operations for uh, returning crews and for arriving crews um, when it's really far away. Uh, Now, the space station itself is not always going to be crewed. And so it's very different from the International Space Station in that sense. The International Space Station has to be crewed 24-7 for it to continue its operation. Um, just people. There are many tasks that need to be done to ensure its safety, integrity, and so forth. Um, but since the uh, uh, lunar gateway is going to be in orbit about the moon, it's not going to be staffed 24/7, and instead it's going to rely on robotics. And so the Canada Arm 3 is this critical piece of infrastructure that's going to be able to climb around the spacecraft and be able to do maintenance, uh, observations of, uh, the, of the spacecraft, ensure integrity. Uh, it's uh, an incredible, it will be an incredible um, bit of robotics, machinery, technology. Uh, it's really neat to hear all the descriptions of it.
0: Yeah. I, I guess just to control it too. I mean, it is just to put into perspective, it is far further away than the one on the international space station. So it, uh, right. it demands, it demands a, a much more advanced, uh, form of, of, uh, of control, right? Communication. Yeah. Control. So
1: it has to be autonomous. Um, and so it's going to have, or at least semi-autonomous. So it's going to have uh, many components in which it's going to be able to do on its own. It'll have, uh, its own, uh, decision-making. Uh, and of course it can also be controlled. So, uh, it, it, it is very different from what we think of when we think of the Canada arm on the International Space
0: Station. Yeah, or the space shuttle to go way back. Um, right. And a right. Cana- it looks like a, a, a Canadian is going to be amongst the first that first crew, right? That If it all goes according to plan in a few years, we'll see a Canadian as part of this, which is also very exciting. That's right.
1: So uh, in looking at the partners for uh, the Artemis program, which is a U.S.-led program, um, uh, uh, different countries, you know, would provide support for it. Uh, sci- uh, uh, and that includes uh, being signatories on the Artemis Accords, um, which is a non-binding um, um, a political document ultimately, but it, it, it commits the country, uh, the signatories to a set of principles uh, for moving forward. And so Canada has signed uh, that set of principles and uh, for the Um, uh, mission support has committed Canada arm three and, and there are a whole bunch of other things that are actually happening. It's not just all Canada arm three. There's a whole leap program uh, which is put forward, which is looking at facilitating um, innovation and small companies for being able to contribute, you know, landers to the moon, different types of science experiments and all, you know, centered around capability building. But as part of that commitment, Astronaut slot is offered, and so that's uh, Canada's uh, one way to be uh, to send a Canadian to the moon.
0: It's going to be—I mean, just just saying it out loud is exciting. I find Um, how long might this all take before we see this sort of progress into those more complete stages, like like the um, the new space station orbiting and so forth. Is are we decades away? Not uh, not decades away, but.
1: you know, it it really does depend on how how everything plays out. You know, there's nothing about this that's routine. <laughs> we we right. take a lot of stuff for granted in terms of space flight at this point, just because we do have decades of experience, and we're seeing some amazing changes in the space environment. And not all of that's good, but we're seeing uh, a lot of amazing things that are happening at very fast paces, and we're getting this uh, kind of sense of complacency, like this is you know easy, um, but it. What's happening here with the moon certainly isn't. And so this Artemis One launch has already been delayed, you know, many times. Um, and, and hopefully it will go and, and be a, uh, an amazing success. Um, if there are no delays, uh, it is possible that we're going to be seeing um, the structure and we're going to see human activity on the moon by the end of the decade. Um, if there are delays, it can be pushed until the next decade. But
0: things are moving quickly. Well, Doctor Bully, thank you so much for your time tonight and explaining uh, what's happening. We'll all be stay we'll all be tuning in on Monday, I think, to have a look at where this all begins.
1: Yeah, I will definitely be tuning in. Thank you so much. Thank you.